0: Welcome back to More Than Numbers, Enneagram for Entrepreneurs. I am the Enneagram coach for professionals, joined by the Lamar Bratton. What's up, Lamar? What's up? What's up? What's going down, Kiana? How are you feeling today? Really, really excited and grateful this morning, honestly. Expert Ownership Live event happened yesterday. Oh, how did that go? The event itself went great, but what I'm processing is more of just the fact that uh, we had the opportunity to speak there. Uh, It's just a lot, man. It's just a lot to uh, process and be thankful for. I mean, I've only been in my business now for four or five months since June. And uh, to be able to speak at an event like that alongside people like john maxwell the otter box family Mm. you know the duck commander family uh bro just some amazing people the chaplain for the dallas cowboys was there uh, speaking fire bro it was just so cool we're going to produce all of those videos and put them out there as well so you all that are listening when we get uh those we'll definitely be able to let you know where to find them but the nice. session yesterday. So day one was a lot of the big name speakers, and then day two was more of the Benham Brothers team um, and some some local entrepreneurs, myself included. And being able to hear from them, people that are yes accomplished and established, but still building, I was just really encouraging that in this time to know that there are a lot of people out there that are still building and chasing after their dreams. Right, they're bringing it to life, and yeah. so really encouraging. I connected with about 15 people uh, that wanted to engage in coaching. So that was definitely a win, but being able to come alongside them and introduce them to the Enneagram and my coaching and help them to, uh, some of them are very successful uh, business owners, uh, CEOs and such. And some of them are saying, Hey, I just want to start my business. And I know that self-awareness is going to be a big part of that. And I liked hearing you talk. So let's talk more. So that was cool. I love it, man. I like hearing you talk as well. So uh, what are we getting into today? Well, I like hearing me talk as well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no but uh you know guys i wanted to talk about honestly we came into this and i was telling lamar that i just really want to talk about uh, faithfulness and stewardship this is going to be a really honest and candid conversation between lamar and i about yeah. how faithfulness in our business being faithful and little has manifested a lot but also being faithful with your network so we're going to talk about that um it's mm. a topic but we're just going to have an honest conversation and you guys get to listen in and it will uh definitely serve you and, and your business.
1: Yeah. So let's start off by first, like what is what is faithfulness what does that mean to you when you think about faithfulness?
0: Well that's the reason I'm feeling so grateful this morning. Mm-hmm. So understanding God's faithfulness and just the way that he has seen us through even just until up until this point. And when I was leaving uh, Elevation Church to start my business, I had a conviction. I mean, you were there in the processing with me. I had a conviction that said, I'm not really walking on my plans. I'm walking in God's plans and I just get to be a vessel. So that helped with the conviction of, all right, then let's do it. And God's going to show up and and make something out of this. And so now seeing it all come full circle, um, God's just been so faithful to show that, hey, this vision that I gave you or this Uh, prompting that I gave you. Now you're getting to see it come to life and we're still just getting started. So it's, it's not as much about um, yes, my faithfulness led to God operating in his faithfulness. Right. Um, But Oh, the overwhelming faithfulness that he's shown to the business and to us, it's just, it's just awesome, man. No,
1: it's, it's something that just gives you a different level of energy. It gives you a different level of hope in, in knowing that something in knowing that we have God who's never going to fail us. We have our own judgment, which fails us all the time. We get tricked left and right. Uh, the client that you think is going to be with you forever leaves in two weeks. Uh, the (laughs) the new employee that you thought was going to, was going to take the business over for you takes an opportunity with the competitor, um, over and over again, our own judgment, the people around us, the things that we put our money into, uh, they don't persevere. They don't remain faithful. What God does that hope that he gives us the strength of his ability to be perfect. Right. we need that.
0: Right. Well, I got a little bit of a story, uh, Lamar. I think you remember Tuesdays. Okay. Yeah. Of course Tuesdays. Tuesdays. We're going to bring back Tuesdays, y'all. We're going to figure out some other way to resurrect Tuesdays. Uh, but Tuesdays. When,
1: I was, when I was
0: starting uh, the business, I thought I need to uh, serve those around me. I need to put the information out there, introduce them to myself and the Enneagram and my coaching. And I wanted to do it free. Uh, yeah. So I thought we'll call it True Tuesdays. And every Tuesday, I'll do a, a webinar on different topics. And yeah. then I thought, you know what? True Tuesday, let's just call it Tuesday. Like we're branding Truesday. Uh <laughs> So I did six weeks straight. Every Tuesday evening, I did free webinars. And we talked about Enneagram and marriage, Enneagram and parenting, Enneagram and leadership, Enneagram and everything. I mean, as it pertained to life and mm-hmm. just really introducing those that were in my network to it. And Lamar, I know you were at probably half of them for sure you showed up uh you and adrian and uh i think the max attendance one night we had about 15 people but there was one night where it was just shy and i my wife and she was in the uh kitchen she was my production director i guess if you will engaging with people in the chat and everything while i was teaching and uh, it was just her and i and we sat there for about 10 minutes and realized all right i guess nobody's coming tonight and i told her let's take a picture Cause I told her, you know, right now it's just us, but let's take a picture because soon we're going to be in front of many soon. God is going to take us there. And I want to be able to look back and remember it. Well, Lamar, I I knew that was going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to happen three months later.
1: Yeah. Dang. That's cool. So (laughs) is that, is that leading us to, to what happened yesterday?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So it was on July 21st that we took that picture. That was a Tuesday. Uh-huh. And it was just us. And then October 21st, Expert Ownership Live event happens. Wow. And I didn't realize it until exactly. three months to the day. Exactly. <laughs> That's and crazy. And I was uh, driving home yesterday getting prepared for the event. And I, it hit me like, wow, we had just said, let's take this picture because soon we're going to be in front of many. And many, you know, were there yesterday. Wow. Uh, and so to be in front of all of those people, just to see it all come full circle, we were operating in a godly principle of stewardship and faithfulness. Yeah. So I wasn't thinking in the beginning, okay, I need to blow up and I need to reach all kinds of people. And I, I need to you know, do all of these things with all these people I haven't even met yet. No, because that would be distracting from yeah. everyone that was right in front of me. Right. Right. And so the reason I wanted to talk about this was for you, entrepreneurs and, and business owners, especially now with social media, there's a lot of people out there that can buy thousands and thousands of followers that are all bots or fake or whatever, just to look yeah. good. And, yeah. and I'll be honest, that's tempting because social media is like your resume nowadays. When I want to see if right. somebody is really worth listening to, I go to their Instagram and see how many followers they have. Don't wow. tell me you don't do it too. Lamar doesn't because he's not on Instagram. <laughs> I'm talking to everyone else. Uh, So it's been interesting to think like, you know what, like that is our resume now. How many followers do you have? But being faithful for those that are already right in front of you, being faithful to them and serving them and stewarding them will open up doors for God to introduce you to to the masses, right? I was faithful to do Tuesdays complimentary free webinars to introduce people to the Enneagram and my coaching. Uh, I had a lot of couples at my couples session. I think that was the largest one. And I know that they were blessed by that. Right. I know that I had some other business owners join and they were blessed by that. And so then fast forward three months to be sharing a virtual stage with the likes of a John Maxwell and the Benham brothers. Right. Yeah. God said, I saw you be faithful and little watch me bless you in much, right? But that reminds me of scripture, Job 8, 7, your beginnings will seem humble, so prosperous will your future be. Your beginnings will seem humble, but don't don't despise them, right? Don't yeah. be upset about that. Understand right. that your humble beginnings are an indicator of your future, and knowing right. that when you stay faithful in what you have, God is going to bless you with more. We see that all yeah. through. Scripture about how God
1: blesses us when we're faithful with what's right in front of us? Well, the crazy thing about it is, even if we were to obtain the success quickly, uh, rapidly, whatever it might be, we're not going to appreciate it anywhere near as much. And so our stewardship automatically goes down very quickly. Right. And so right. we can't, we always gripe, or I mean, me, like I was just griping, complaining yesterday about where I'm at, like, and I want more, I want more, but it's the grind, it's the effort, it's the it's the, it's the moments where you take a picture with your wife by yourself on a web conference when you thought at least five other people were going to be there. It's those types of moments that make you look back and realize like, dang, we actually did some really great things over the last 10 years.
0: I thought at least you and Adrian were going to be there. Where you at, bro? You left me hanging.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's probably one of the most sad stories that I feel like I was like, dang, that was, I could have at least been there as a friend Um, but you were there at most of
0: them, I I, definitely were. I'll let the people know that, but you know, I think that that was God giving us that opportunity. It wasn't about what was taken away that night or what we didn't have, we got the moment that we needed because I believe that was the only one that nobody showed up, right? You know, so God allowing us to have that moment, and it's all a matter of perspective, so yeah. First of all, you know, what are you doing in your business to serve those around you? Or are you going Mm -hmm. in and saying, all right, I'm doing these webinars, a hundred bucks a person. Yeah, I could have done that right and could have made a little bit of money, but it was about just saying, I just want to serve. I just have a heart to serve. So let me prove it. And whatever your business is, it may not be service based. It may be a product. You can still look for ways to introduce that and serve people and meet their need. Adding value before you try to, uh, you know, sell them something or you expect them to add value to you. Right. When you take care of others needs, your needs get taken care of, period. Yeah. So, you know, that moment and I sent my wife a super long loving text yesterday morning, I was coming back from Bible study, just saying, like, thank you for believing in me from the beginning. And you'll see in the picture uh, for YouTube. I think I have a little video clip. I'll throw it in there. I'll I'll at least put the picture up so you guys can see it. But, you know, we were both genuinely happy because we both genuinely believed that tonight we're standing here in front of nobody. But soon. God's going to do something big because this was his, these were his plans. We're just a vessel. And I didn't think it'd be three months later. I'll be honest. I knew it was going to happen, but I did not think it'd be that soon. Oh. And, and by the way, I, uh, I taught that session. Like there were 50 to a hundred people in that zoom meeting. I still taught it. It was just shy. and I.
1: (laughs) Really man. That's cool. I was actually wondering, I was like, did you just stop? Did you just like end it and just like jump off, but you actually did teach. That's cool. Yeah. Well, you know, what made you want to
0: do that with no audience? Like Shy already knows what's up. Well, there were a lot of reasons um, that I did Tuesdays. And I think for all of you as entrepreneurs be thinking about these things as well of how you can get creative and honing your craft. Uh, But one reason was I wanted to serve those around me first and foremost. Mm. But the second was getting the repetition and Mm. speaking on the topic and just getting the reps in. So I taught it like I taught it like everybody was listening, like nobody, <laughs> literally nobody is here. But I taught it somebody was hanging on every word. You know what I mean? right. so, um, right. again, it's, it's the things that are unseen. It's the things yeah. that people don't see that are going to, you know, really reap. A, it's the things that people don't see that are going to bring a harvest. And Lamar, you were a football player. So, mm-hmm. you know, right? There's the old saying, like, how you, you play, how you practice. Yeah, Nobody's exactly. going up to watch you practice. But if you practice like doo-doo, like you're not going to play great on Saturday and everyone's going to see that, you know, so just being faithful when nobody's watching.
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, when I think back, uh, man, you got me thinking about practice. (laughs) Um, my coach had long story short, he was like the second coming of Satan (laughs) in a sense that he absolutely. In a sense that he absolutely just loved to bring forth pain. But uh, we used to just joke around as that, but man, he really turned us into some of the greatest players ever because he made the practice so difficult as compared to showing up in the game. And I think that's what we, that's the problem that I have. My problem is that I want to give myself the hardest critiques in the game when really the critique should have been happening in the practice. Yeah. I should have been thinking through my next meeting. I should have been thinking through the value that's for that person. And then criticizing myself in a moment of practice, rather than just winging it out there and then crushing myself and beating myself to death, which you can never get that back. There's so many uh, variables when it comes to actual performance that if we try to critique it, then it's already too late and we're only heading towards more and more destruction. Right, right, exactly.
0: And so taking those opportunities to get those reps and whatever you're doing um, and really cherishing those and knowing that, hey, I want to get to uh, the expert ownership live event, right? I want to get to the event where I'm speaking in front of many, um, but it's me speaking alone that night in my office with just my wife on the other side mm-hmm. that, you know, translated into, because if I didn't do that, that's one less rep and it all adds yeah. up. It'd been yeah. one more evening. I, I didn't get back to teach on that. And it's funny because the night that people didn't show up, I'm pretty sure it was Enneagram and entrepreneurship. And now, <laughs> right
1: now, and now we're podcasting Enneagram and entrepreneurship,
0: right? Right. And week. the event, <laughs> exactly. And the event was so driven towards entrepreneurs. And so just to see God's faithfulness in that, it's like, it's yeah. just mind blowing. Um, yeah. But to know that, uh, start with right where you are, entrepreneurs want solopreneurs, maybe you're in a job and you're wanting to start a business and you're wanting to go all in on it, start serving those around you and watch yeah. what God does with that because right. he wants to see what will you do. But that's also a, a character principle, right? That, mm-hmm. that's, that's a character builder. If he gave you all of that, you would be tempted to say you did it, right? If mm. he gave you all of the, the audiences right away, then it's like, oh yeah, yeah. look what I did instead of yeah. what he did. And it just builds the relationship towards him. It's always going to push us back to him and his mission. So just being faithful in it, that's a, a spiritual principle, yeah. but it's also a practical principle for you, those of you that are building your business.
1: And I just want to elaborate on, the, on why that's good to not have all the credit, why it's good to give God the credit. Because if he were to allow us to fall into the trap of thinking that we could do this all on our own, All we're going to do is disappoint ourselves in the future, right? How many times have you told yourself that you were going to go write that essay? How many times did you tell yourself you were going to wake up at 4am and you didn't actually do it? How many times did you say you were going to buy your wife flowers, right? I'm saying these things. These are all things that I've done myself. I am going to fail myself every time. And if God doesn't show me how weak I am as a human, then I'll never rely on him. And if I don't rely on him, then that relationship doesn't matter to me. And if I don't want to spend time with him here on earth, then why would I want to spend time with him in eternity? So he's doing that to show us the flaws that we have in ourselves that, no, we're not the ones that we can rely on. He's given us gifts to use, but ultimately it's our reliance upon him. Exactly. Exactly. So the second part of what you wanted to talk about was stewardship.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all goes kind of hand in hand, um, but it, it lends itself well to that and understanding that in the world that we live in right now with social media. now I've been lucky to be around a lot of great mentors and entrepreneurs and business owners, some yeah. old heads that didn't have social media. So they're still <laughs> grounded in the fact that, Hey, build your circle, build your table, build your yeah. network. Right. Yeah. Um, because social networks aren't all that social. And uh, it's <laughs> right. thinking about and understanding the fact that most people want to be loved most by those that know them least. Wow! Right, instead of being loved most by those that know them best. And to mm. be loved most by those that know you best is to serve those in your circle, right? You yeah. have your family, your friends, your coworkers, your team, serving them and being loved by them instead of saying, I want 100,000 followers on Instagram when really most of those people aren't gonna know you very well. They're gonna know what you let them know, exactly. right? So focus on being loved most by those that know you best, not yeah. being loved most by those that know you least. Yeah.
1: Well, Keanu, that, that, that makes me think of the battle that I went through yesterday and I yeah. had reached out to Talk you via it? text message. You're going to share sure. it? Let's yeah, do it. sure. I think every business owner goes through this, but yesterday listeners, I was ready to hang it up. <laughs> I was ready to say, you know what? I'm tired of being a business owner. Like I love the, the positives that come with it, but like, man, I'm tired of like being a business owner. And then what you helped me with, Keanu, was just really drill down, okay, where is that thought process coming from? And of course, there was lots of other pressures and changes that are happening in my world um, that is making some things uh, a lot more drastic and emotional for me. But I also had to take a step back and think like, okay, when did this thought come in? Because mm. for the majority of the day, I was feeling great. And then I had one meeting uh, where uh, you know I made recommendations and it didn't resonate very well uh, with the person that I was speaking with. And uh, I just remember, like, I was just like, man, like I I just went into straight up beat up mode. But then today, this morning, when I really thought about it, I was like, first of all, who was I talking to? I was talking to a client that was brought to me that wasn't my original relationship. Mm. They also weren't my ideal client to be speaking with in the first place. So I had to change a lot of the way that I communicate and the way that I help my clients in order to talk to this person. And it didn't come off well. It didn't resonate with them. Right. And so it fits right in line with what you're saying. I was so worried about pleasing someone that's not even in my ideal space rather than just staying in tune with like, hey, here's who I talk to typically. And I'm going to talk to you like how I do with them. Right. Because I don't know any other way other than to be myself. So good. Like and and that's what really freed me this morning. Well, it
0: kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week with Andrew. If you guys haven't checked out that episode, go and check it out. Yes, it's super helpful for type threes, but for all types, all entrepreneurs, all business owners, but we were talking about just your ideal client and just serving those, uh, you know, your, your people, right. Understanding who is and who isn't your client, not having to convince somebody. And Lamar, when you were in front of that person, right, it wasn't somebody that was uh, your ideal client. And it wasn't somebody that necessarily, yes, you wanted to serve, you wanted to help them. Um, but you- Tried to change yourself to please them instead of just bringing your most authentic self, right? And and stewardship is yes, stewarding those around you, but it's also stewarding and understanding yourself, which of course is everything that we talk about with the enneagram is understanding yourself to best steward yourself, so that way you can serve others, right? You got to put your your oxygen mask on first before you put the oxygen mask on the next person. Think about Mm -hmm. being in a plane. Put yours on. And then you can help them, but, but it's implied that you will help the next person, but you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself first. Right.
1: Right. And the thing about it is too, is I knew probably early in our initial conversation that this wasn't really my ideal client. Like I, I I would just operate at a I typically would work with someone that's a little bit further ahead than life than they are. didn't make, it didn't make them a bad person or anything, but just the level of sophistication that I'm. Used to working with uh, was not apparent in this case. And so I should have never put myself in the position to get drained that way.
0: And that's a little bit of a nugget right there, guys. Lamar and I understand, and a lot of you entrepreneurs and business owners out there understand as well. But for those of you that are just beginning or just building, you won't be able to serve everybody always. So Mm. the people that Lamar worked with as a financial advisor early on, they looked a bit different as far as the demographic or the level of success than they do now, right, Lamar? oh yeah most definitely and the people that i'm serving now as far as clients they look a little bit different from the beginning as well and that's just four months ago and so understanding and knowing and valuing your time and finding the people that value it at at your level of skill right and and the problems you're able to solve you get paid more for the problems that you're able to solve are the bigger problems. And, you know, so for me, I'm looking at bringing other coaches along as well that can serve some of those people that maybe can't necessarily afford my coaching now. Right. I still want Mm -hmm. to be able to serve them, but that's why we do the podcast. That's why we do the blog. That's why we're posting on social media to continue to serve those people, even though they're not financially able to afford my coaching right now. So I just thought that was a little nugget to touch on.
1: Yeah. You're hitting on on another great point though, is that if you, we can't, We can't make all the impact that we want by ourselves. We can't. And that's why we have to bring on the help. We have to bring on team members. We have to grow. We have to multiply so we can increase our impact. Right. I I love the old saying, pick yourself up by your
0: bootstraps. Uh, Mm -hmm. But nobody ever really got anywhere alone. So I love the saying because it's super aggressive and, you know, it's just forward. And I love that. Uh, But it's so untrue. Uh, Find me a successful person that literally got there on on their own. Now, you have to make the decision to adjust your mindset, right? You have to make the decision to be more, to do more, but to actually get to where you want to go, nobody does it. But either way, I was going to say, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and and get going. Uh, But you need people around you. You need to surround yourself with with those that can help you serve and advance the mission.
1: Most definitely. No, I love it.
0: Back to stewardship. Right. Yeah. Like the people that I'm looking to bring onto my team now were because I steward my networks well. Um, They're not people I'm posting ads for. Right. They're people that I know personally that we've built a relationship and they trust me and know me and they love the mission and what we're doing. But anyways, I digress. I wanted to run through all the nine types real quick uh, and really just seeing how each type might have a, a little bit of a negative thinking trap if they find themselves where you were at yesterday or even where I was at when it was just shy and I on the zoom call, because your humble beginnings can trigger very negative thinking and it's on you to turn that and start to look at, okay, but what's, what's coming. Right. Um, and not just to be positive and optimistic, but to truly understand, Hey, I'm getting into a negative mindset. Now, Mm -hmm. what can I do to move forward and know we're going to take this picture because soon it's going to be many. I could have just as easily hung it up and went to bed sad. Like nobody wants to listen to me. No, like yeah. I was aware of where my mind could have gone in an unhealthy place. So I was able to leverage it into a very healthy and positive experience. So wow. Lamar, we'll start with one again. <laughs> uh, the type one, what, is, uh, what, is, what, what do you think kind of caused that negative thinking trap yesterday for you? And then how can you combat against it? Coach, the type ones out there.
1: I think the main thing that was just crushing me yesterday was that I felt like I was working so hard to, to, to do the right thing for that person, and they just didn't understand it. When at the end of the day, I need to accept the fact that right is subjective, but on top of that, I'm already made right by Christ. So regardless of if this person should really believe in me or trust my advice, God's put me in the position that I'm supposed to be. And on top of that, he's made me right by his right. death on the cross. Right. And so I can care less about how I'm coming across as long as I'm being who God created me to be.
0: Right. I would just add to that, that focusing on the process. Did I do things the way I knew I should have done them? Mm -hmm. Right. Did I focus on the process, give it all my best to the process, not focusing on the outcome? But did I do right by the person with the process? Right. And so that's a, a great
1: one for type ones out there. Yeah. The scripture that I was telling you that freed me this morning was uh, 1 Corinthians 13.1. I'm paraphrasing, but uh, basically says, even if you could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, it doesn't matter if you don't love people. Right. For you to just sound like a clanging cymbals and banging noises. So at the end of the day, I need to remind myself as a type one, am I just here to love this person? Not am I here to say the right things or do the right things? Am I here to just love this person? And if the answer is yes, then live with it. We can live with the results. We can live with the outcomes. God will take care of our needs from there. But let me just love them with everything that I have. Absolutely.
0: Be effective, not impressive.
1: Yep. Love it. Uh,
0: Type (laughs) twos. Type twos, if you found yourself in that situation and you were doing what I was doing, you were serving, you were putting information out there, you were trying to give, this is especially going to impact you in a very negative way because your core desire is to be appreciated, loved, and wanted, right? Your core fear is to be unworthy of love, right? Feeling worthless. So you're going to feel like I've given all of this, but why didn't they give it back? And that's Mm -hmm. where you have to check your expectation. So understand your expectation on the situation. Hey, did I expect to be served in what I'm doing or did I truly expect to serve? And if you can make that mindset shift type twos, then you're gonna find yourself in a much better place, not only in that situation, but in all situations. What was my expectation here? Truly, what were my motives? How can I get those in check and understand that, hey, I'm still gonna serve regardless because that's the gift I give to the world, right? Again, focusing on the process and not the outcome.
1: Right, no one can serve better than the two can
0: right we're just gonna roll through these guys each of the types and lamar if you want to jump in at any point just let me know all right
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know i love to talk Type threes, I would go back to that be effective, not impressive. Uh, The type three, what might happen if you find yourself in this situation where you're giving with no return, um, where you find yourself alone on a Zoom call, you're going to begin to think, well, how do I need to change? What do I need to do differently? How do I need to be Mm. a different person to gain the love and the appreciation and the appearance of success? And to strategically adjust the model, hey, maybe Tuesday nights just weren't a great night. That's okay. but be mindful of trying to change yourself to say, well, you know what, maybe this just isn't going to work because they don't love it. I'm going to find another way out. You know, peace, I'm out. Um, Understand that changing yourself is not going to be uh, the best course of action, but rather uh, understanding the strategy and saying, hey, I know that I'm still effective. It's not about being impressive. And when I come back next time, I'm just going to continue to pour fuel on the fire and we're going to come
1: back better than ever. In the blueprint that you might've put in your mind of, of what your success would look like may not actually be it. Yeah. So well, well,
0: similar to you asking me, hey, why did, you, why did you teach the whole session anyways? Yeah. Because there was a blueprint for success that had a lot to do with just getting a rep, right? Yeah. Right. Over having a lot of people there. So it was success to be able to teach that and, and, and discipline myself to go through that that night. Type fours. You're going to think that you're inherently flawed. You're going to think that something's missing. You're going to think it's your fault. You're going to think that someone else has it better than you or someone else is doing it better than you. And this Mm. can lead you into a very unhealthy and negative place. Understand understand that the thing that you are building the thing that you are creating the thing that you are selling uh, the service that you are providing it is unique to you and that's the gift and sometimes that's the curse when you are presenting something that's unique and new you have to do the work of introducing the product to the market Mm. and a lot of what i'm doing now with enneagram for professionals is introducing a new product to the market myers-briggs and disc um, are way more popular so I not only have to teach them on the Enneagram, I have to even show them why it matters. If right. I was coaching with the disc or Myers-Briggs, I'd just be able to show up and, oh yeah, you yeah, know, we all know the disc and Myers-Briggs in the corporate space. No, I'm gonna blaze the trail. So understand that that takes a lot of work, but you already have what it takes type force. Right. You already have the game plan, the systems, the product. It's already unique and continue to push past it even when you feel like something's missing. Again, yeah. strategically- understand what can be done better. However, be careful of going as far as saying that you're the problem. It's your fault. If it's really not, Mm. you're unique for simply being you, right? Right. Type fives. You're going to become very, very, very cerebral. If you found yourself on the zoom call alone. All right. I I knew I didn't know enough. I know I got to study more. I just probably just cancel the rest of the sessions. Right. And, or you're going to use your logical powers to say, all right. How can I approach this better? Because the type five, it's not about doing things perfectly. It's just about doing things in the best way. So be mindful of catching yourself in that thinking trap of becoming so cerebral that you think, okay, I really can't do this anymore. I just shouldn't have done it. I knew I didn't know enough. I'm going to shut it down. That's right. a very negative side of the five. Rather understand how you can move forward, tap into that healthy eight, and let's go and get this work. Amen. Amen type six. Now type six, if you were doing these webinars, you were serving, you were doing uh, something to get your product out there into the market, you probably already planned. Well, what if somebody doesn't show up? I just want to applaud you type six for showing up and doing it. First of all, <laughs> the fact that you would go through with it, because that yeah. was a thought for me as well. What if I put this out there and I put all this work into these graphics and all of the, all this stuff that's, that's, uh, you know, I needed to make this event possible, these webinars yeah. and nobody shows up. But it's different for me as a type eight. It's like, okay, if nobody shows up, nobody shows up. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I want to do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> the type six. If you were in that space, you probably already thought, what if nobody shows up? So Mm -hmm. now it happened and now your greatest fear is coming to life, right? It's reality, (laughs) right? Yeah. Get yourself in that moment before you start leaning into all the other worst case scenarios that'll come next. What a type six might be prone to do in this situation is say, look, I knew this was going to happen. Now it happened. And I guarantee, I bet my business is going to fail and it's not going to work out. And they're going to find themselves more drawn into this deep, dark rabbit hole of worst case scenarios instead of stopping and saying, you know what? I prepared for this. I thought this might happen. Here's what I'm going to do. And now I'm going to move forward because I can still do this. Right? So the type six will have a little bit of an edge up in thinking that probably no one was going to show up anyways. (laughs) Type seven, type seven, type seven is just going to have some fun with it. But at the same time, it's just, it's just not a great feeling when you do something and nobody shows up. Um, yeah. So you have to be mindful of that mindset. Even those optimistic and positive uh, type sevens are going to feel that. What I would say for the type sevens might be a little bit, it might be the opposite of some other types. Understand that feeling because the type seven will so quickly move past that feeling. That like, All right, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Um, I'm happy. This is fine. It's okay. And that is a good mindset. But if you don't allow yourself to feel it and understand, okay, what's going on here? All right, now I'm going to move forward. Then eventually that might catch up to you a few weeks later when something else goes wrong and you're like, man, I knew I shouldn't be doing this because two weeks ago, nobody showed up to my webinar and now it's catching up. (laughs) Type eights. You heard what I did. So type eights, you know, what's up. Yes, it's similar to what I did, but type eights, you may begin to feel very destructive and very frustrated and very upset. And that can lead you into a tailspin because again, the type 8s very afraid of being betrayed. And underneath that great wall of strength is a great fear of being betrayed, being abandoned, being at the mercy of injustice. And this might feel like an injustice to you. And I'll tell you, it definitely did to me as well. Like I'm doing this for free and people still didn't show up. Like what's going on here? But I had to understand that, all right, what were my motives? Why did I want to do this? What was the real win here, right? It was to serve others, not to be served. So getting your motives, your priorities in line, and then just plowing through that thing anyways, getting that rep in and getting to the other side of it, being faithful right where you're at with who you have and bringing as much impact as possible to those in your circle. Type nines, if you find yourself in this position being abandoned on the Zoom call and or the thing that you were trying to do, I want to similarly address this as I did with the type six. You did it. You're there. You made it happen, right? You took the steps to make it happen. And that's half the battle. So when you do something and when you go to serve and try and get your business off the ground or you have an event or whatever you're doing to try and make that happen, just know and be thankful that hey, I got myself here, right? I did this and I'm so proud of myself that I made this happen. Now, people didn't show up, but that's a victory type nines. The fact that you actually just stepped into it and you took a risk and you gave your all. So guys, those were all of the types. Uh, Wanted to run through that real quick. But again, the thing is faithfulness and stewardship. If I had not been faithful in my network, if I had not been faithful with those that God had placed right in front of me, if I had not been faithful in my skills to say, I'm going to do this to serve others, not to be served, then I don't think yesterday would have happened. I don't think I would have been able to speak in front of so many people across the world. And even now, sometimes I wonder with this podcast, like, is anyone listening? But it's not about that. It's about just putting the content out there. It's about being faithful to the process, not being so attached to the outcome. So thank you guys. Lamar, you got any last words?
1: Man, Keanu, thanks so much for going through all those types. It's always my my favorite part. Uh, On top of that, thanks for setting up that intro with with faithfulness and stewardship. So important that we remind ourselves how important those two key categories are. This has been More Than Numbers, Enneagram for Entrepreneurs. I'm Lamar Bratton, along with the Enneagram cultural professionals, Keanu Trujillo.
0: Thanks again for joining us, guys. If this was helpful, leave a review, leave a rating, and share this with somebody. Somebody out there needs to hear this. Invite them into the community. We're so thankful for you. We'll see you guys next week.